Too busy to cook this fall? With Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. While still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need, get 50, 50% off Factor with code JTRAIN50 at factormeals.com slash JTRAIN50. That's factormeals.com slash JTRAIN50. Code JTRAIN50. Train Jared Freed coming alive from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. Uh, you know, again, I do this every week. I'm at the point. I, I like to do a professional job, and but I want to make sure. Let's get right to it. Thank yeah. you. Share, like, all that stuff. You know how a podcast works. Also, if you have a question, and we do dating, relationship, lifestyle, friendship questions, we got them all here. I mean, the first one is called Morning Breath Misery. Mm. So you could be looking for any... Here's the thing that this podcast is going to bring you. Perspective. My guests and I, we don't know shit. But we can just answer you honestly from our hearts. And you're... You, you I can how, respond. Respond. Right. Yeah. You can respond. Yeah. And, and the thing is, how many times in your life do you really get honesty? Very little, if you Not think about lot. it. People are nice. People are generally looking to get through life comfortably. If you think of like people's incentive base, their incentive is to get from when they wake up to when they go to bed without having horrific thoughts in their head. So they're going to be as nice as possible. Yeah. So if you go to your friend and you're like, polite. Yeah. This ain't, yeah. that's, that's our new motto. <laughs> this is the podcast where we're not going to be polite. It's not a polite podcast. No. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so if that, what if I took that angle? That's my thing. Mr. I ain't polite. Anti, that's anti-polite. <laughs> right. That's, <laughs> like yeah, some I, people call it rude. That's so easy. <laughs> right. Rude is, a, yeah, this is the rude podcast. Let me bring on my guest today. Hilarious comic. So funny. Thank you. I, this is your first time here. Yeah. First time in the JCU, the J Trade yeah. Cinematic Universe. Napoleon Emil, so funny at Napoleon Emil. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, bro. Dude, uh, I always like seeing you. I've always wanted to have you on the podcast. I'm not just being polite. This is, this is, this is a pure honesty. Uh, you have a calming effect. Do you ever get that? I keep. I've, I've heard that a couple times lately. Really? Yeah. Somebody was saying like, like, I don't know. Every time I'm around you, I just feel chill. I, do, I, I, I get that feeling. I feel chill. You're easy to talk to um, in comedy circles. Sometimes that's hard, I think. Like sometimes we talk to people and comedians, you're like, how do I get out of this interaction? Yeah. You <laughs> know? the appropriate time? To be? I feel that all the time. Right. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm too nice, too cool. I'm that way too because you, you want to like, you basically like, you want to be nice to people. You don't want to be a dick, but you're like, now I'm actually being mean to myself. Ooh, you, I never thought of it that? like that. Well, I, I'm, I'm in but this no, no, that, that makes sense though. They're like now I'm 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 hurting myself to be nice to you. To be nice to you. Which which is like trying to figure out the best way to be like, how do I get out of this? Because like you don't have to be mean to stop a conversation. Totally agree. It's it's one but of those people th- are sensitive though, is what I'm saying. Well, people please. I, I find this last few months I've been thinking about like people pleasing as a negative. Yeah. That's like a thing in my life where I'm like, I'm trying to make everyone happy. 
And what does that come from? One of the people, please. I, I think a lot of comedians have that as far as like you want to get like you want to feel like you've done a good job for people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's more, yeah, validation. Validation. Yeah. But I, I, you know, the people pleasing thing, it can go in. I've noticed that in my life where I'm like, I'm just like, wow, I've made myself worse off. <laughs> By like helping, being nice, being being nice. and yeah. it's like, and you're like, you're not even being nice. Now you're now just being polite, yeah. you know? Like you're 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 like you're like doing the the. What do you think the social things are to like engage, not have somebody talk shit about you later? Right, and I'm you also wanna, you want to leave a good impression, but I feel like that's like um, what's the word? Like when you like control the narrative like you can't always control the narrative yeah, you so definitely like, can't there's gonna be people walk who talk away. shit no matter yeah. what some people walk away and be like fuck that dude like <laughs> I can't I can't like whoa, 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 whoa before you say fuck me right let me give you no you can't do that well, for everything that's the thing like I, I'm jealous of people who are pretty good at being like whatever they think they think and like I you know I, I yeah. mean, and it's weird unfiltered right unfiltered you can but what you're saying is correct you don't have to be rude. No, you don't have to be rude. But you can like, just be like, I got shit to do. This you got to find that middle ground or that middle space to where you're not rude, but you're also like being like, you know. You're, Protective. You're, yeah, of at least yourself. Yeah, that's a tough thing. I mean, like we saw each other last night. We went out last night. Yeah. Um, listen, we had scheduling and things like that. You were like, I'll be there. And yeah. then it's like, you know, there was a point last night where I was like, okay, time for me to go. And, um, smart. That's smart. <laughs> right? And I was that's like, smart. And I was like, you know, when you leave somewhere, so you do that, maybe that's what I was doing. I was people pleasing, staying well, out too I don't late. Think you like, were. They don't want me to leave. I gotta stay. <laughs> no, I don't. You were having fun. I. But I was like, there is a point where I go, and I literally said to myself before I left, I go, it's time to go. You, you're gonna be a, you're a big boy. Yeah, you gotta like pep talk yourself. <laughs> right. You gotta look in the like, mirror. Hey, come on, you look, gotta get out. <laughs> right. So I'm pumped you're here. Um, everyone should go follow Napoleon at Napoleon Emil. Please. You're on YouTube. Yeah. All that stuff. There's clips out there. Yeah, and stuff. I got, I got, you're, got he's the sets incredibly out there. funny. The sets, the sketches, all of those things are all up on YouTube. Go follow Napoleon. Um, let's do the emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast. I'm on the road, people. Um, be nice to me. Come to my shows. Um, I thought that was the name of your tour. <laughs> What's that? I thought that was the name of the tour. Oh, be nice, be to, nice me. to me. <laughs> That's the new name of the tour. Be nice to me tour. Syracuse, New York, uh, D.C., Baltimore, Dania Beach, Portland, Oregon, Arizona, San Diego, Boston, Chicago. Also, I've added new dates. New York. Um, I think we added New York, Toronto. Let me just see. Because I had people in these cities. New York, Toronto. Um, here's what's adding we're in Toronto Uh, I'll tell you right now we're gonna be New York at Town Hall Toronto Danforth Minneapolis at the Fillmore Royal Oak at Royal Oak Theater Fillmore's nice Fillmore's nice yeah Uh, I'm doing I'm excited it's uh, so some big rooms so I need people to assemble that group chat get them together also san francisco and denver so all of these have been added jtrain podcast at gmail.com oh at jared jared for jaredfree.com you know where to get the tickets um busy winter it's gonna be a busy yeah we're getting into this we got big cities san francisco i'm coming back to Cobbs. i'm so excited so let's just one of my favorite cities isn't it the best where are you from charlotte we talked about this. Yes. So we, I was just in Charlotte. Yeah. I like Charlotte. I love Charlotte. I'm a fan. I love I, Charlotte. I feel like you can get you can get two sides of Charlotte depending on how you go, who you know. 
So I kind of, I was saying that it's like a big city amenities, small town feel. Yeah. I feel like it's right in that, well, Charlotte's a fast growing city. Right. Everyone felt like a transplant. Yeah. Everyone, like my parents are from New York. Mm -hmm. So growing up down there, uh, most of the kids I knew, most of my classmates, parents were from like the North or they were born and moved there as, as, when they were two because it's like they yeah they opened a lot of like industry it's a big banking town big bank town just well all right so i played ball for a couple of years right okay uh arena football really yeah so what was that like that was fun that was a lot of fun but it was also very uh it's like comedy yeah a lot of crooks <laughs> really a lot of crooks in there are they taking advantage of you loving football yeah yeah so they're like, "Hey, come." Well, they they well, you know, it's a situation where like, uh, you know, you 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 train, you work out, you get picked up by a team, you go out there, you live there, they put you up. Really? Where and, did uh, you play? Uh, I played a couple years. I played in El Paso one year. I was out there. I was in um, I played in both North and South Carolina for two different teams. Uh, I played in Utah, also. So when they put you up, where do they put you up? They put you in like an apartment. They put you in a, like a three four bedroom apartment. You there with other athlete other players yeah um it's different sometimes it's an apartment sometimes it's like a house and uh everybody would compare it to like college without class gotcha a lot of a lot of a lot of roaming around in flip-flops right just <laughs> chilling waiting Basically, for games do they yeah. have practices we practice like so in el, so in el paso is different because um el paso and utah very different places but they're like it's hot yeah it's like you know very hot. Sure. But it's not humid in El Paso. Mm. So it was just heat. But then in Utah, when I was out there, it was like I had no wind because you're like, you know, you're high elevation. Altitude. Yeah, yeah, altitude. Yeah, yeah, altitude, yeah. So I had to like, I remember training like the year before, playing like continuously playing throughout the year, going out to Utah and feeling like I smoked a pack of Newports. Like I had no wind, no breath. Right. Like the first thing, you have to, you have to get reacclimated. So when you're situation. playing arena football, is it like comparatively, is it like, you know, to me, it's like professional wrestling because it's like the shows come to town, people come out, they buy tickets. It's for like kids and their families to be yeah, able it's, to go it's to like just that like event. That. Yeah, it's, 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 well, you know, arena football is, you know, you're an athlete, you're a football player, you play most of your life, but it's, you get to that situation and it's like, it's not for me because I'm a defensive guy. I play d right. This is, this, this, this sport is built for, Running up the scoreboard, right? You're you're like, you're more of like like at that point, it's a little bit more like flag football. For for def- see, it's built for offense. It's like right. It's like you know basketball. People love to see dunks. Mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. love to see shots, and that's what arena football is like. People don't want to see a bunch of dead plays. It's, the field is like half the size as like yeah. the regular field, so it's like a lot of just and the receivers get to get a head start before the snap. It's so crazy. They'll, they'll start back and just start running, and as soon as they hit the line of scrimmage is when you snap the ball. Right, so they're already in like motion, momentum. Like, is there aspirations for professional football? Like, are you are you there to like try and get to the next level, or was it like something to do? When I was doing it, it was very, um, it was very, I don't know, like it was situational. Like, I, I had a, bo- a homeboy that was playing ball, and I went mm. to go meet him to go hang out after pra- after his practice. Yeah, back in North Carolina. And I passed the eye test. They were like, you play? I was like, I played throughout high school. I haven't yeah. played in a couple years. And they were like, you want to play? Come on. Yeah. That's, it was just like that. And then I got into that that world for a couple years. Right. Where I was training, 
emailing, reaching out, sending out tapes, sending out film. And, and you're like, I like football. I want to yeah. play. And there's this world that it's an it's an option. I don't know what the aspiration I particularly had doing it. Right. I just wanted to play. I yeah, just wanted yeah, to yeah. play. I was having fun. This was like during the recession. Right. So like I remember I was working a job and the job, the company closed down. So I was basically just getting unemployment training and then going to go play. And getting to do what yeah. you love. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't even think I would ever play again. It wasn't even something that was like on my mind. But it mm. was like, uh, you know, hey. You like you play ball. Right. That's crazy. You got cleats? Come out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. That's wild. So you do that and you get in that kind of world and then it's hard. That's where, that's the thing with like jobs or like whatever world you're in. Yeah. It becomes the reality. So yeah. you're trying to, like it's for us, we're in comedy. We're like, okay, now you're in comedy. You go, well, I got to do the Tonight Show. I got to do the Netflix. I got to get check this. this you're right. And then these, and these it things. becomes so that you forget that there's other things to do. Well, those are your goals, right? Those are your, like, you set these things up. You're like, okay, I want to reach this. I want to be mm. able to do this. When I was playing ball, I, I I noticed the difference between, like, the guys playing, like, our mentality uh, when it came to uh, other teams, like, wanting to look at us and stuff. Because I remember I, would, I had a cousin, and we would talk a lot, and I would tell him about, like, hey, I had, you know, this guy from this team came out, uh, reached out, and, you know, all this exciting stuff just sharing. And I remember telling him, I'm like, hey, I think it was like, um, at the time, I think it was like either the uh, somebody from like the Browns. Mm. And he was just like, oh, man, that team is trash. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, that could be the case, but why would I not... I'm not. I'm not picking and choosing who. I'm not picking my favorite team to play in the NFL. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's again to go to your worldview. You go to you. It's like someone from the Browns is yeah. playing in the same league as me. Well, not even that. Someone from the Browns was coming to watch us. It was like okay, so yeah. a scout from the Browns, and yeah. you go. This is the biggest opportunity. This gets yeah. me to a different place. The Browns. This changes. The it's a life changer. Like, yeah, and then the person, the, their worldview is like they, that they team crash. sucks. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, what? We are not. Thinking We're not of the having the same, same conversation. Thing. We're not that the, happens yeah. a lot with comedy. That happens with a lot of with any aspirational thing. It's like you realize very quickly. You know, like I would say to someone, "Yeah, I'm going to do an open mic," and they go, "Well, why would you do such a thing? For what? Why? You know?" And you go, "Oh, we're not talking about the same thing." No, it's no. it's it's really hard. And then well, again, you know what like you, what you have when you have something set out, you're like, "Okay, this is like I got to attack. I want I want this. So so in order to get this." I got to do this, 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 right, and this. right, and this, this, and this is not always like pretty. Or That's like, why it's hard to talk to people about your dreams, you yeah. know, because if you and you have to be selective about who you let into that world because it's very you, vulnerable. Yeah, very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. And <laughs> you need someone to go kind of see where you're coming from. Oh, I get that you go to the open mics to work on the material to be able to do it on a set where you might be paid money one day. I understand. Some people can never understand that. So then when you tell those people, you go, it makes you doubt yourself. That's foreign to them. T totally. If someone gets out of college, goes to a job, and sees that in their world, it is the next, the next, the next, you know, the, the promotion, president, CEO. Yeah. To see like this thing that doesn't pay you money, like getting you to where you want to go, doesn't make sense to a lot of them. I mean, I guess even to comedy, even to us, I feel like in certain those places, like you can't get in your head and just like, hey, this feels like a hamster wheel. It feels like it's just you gotta get and and it, it can be that. It, yeah, listen, and that can last for a year, two years. It can last for a couple years. You're like, this is the same shit over and over and over and over. Listen, I remember, you know, 
starting something. There's nothing bad about starting something. No, it's exciting in the beginning. It's exciting, yeah. and it might get you somewhere new. It's really bad to continue something that's yes. like working just enough. Like, because, yeah. you know, that can happen with podcasts. What's like, that called? Like, there's got to be a name for that. Yeah, where you're just like, like coasting or like just like. Well, you see it with like posting on the internet. You know, you go, if someone has a schedule of like, I'm going to post a stand-up clip every Tuesday. And that's relatable to any industry. Yeah. If you're like, every Tuesday I do this one thing. So firefighter's like, I'm going to post a stand-up clip right. every Tuesday. <laughs> I'm going to post a video of me fighting fires every Tuesday. And But you go, at a certain point you have to look at it and go, okay, where have I been since a Tuesday six months ago? Yeah. Is it growing? Is it helping? And then you have to Sometimes go. Sometimes you find that in the comments though. Like people will be like, like, I, like, there's a comic. He'll post videos, and and a lot of times it's the same joke. Mm. And some people will get on and be like, "I saw you post this already." And right. then people will go under that comment. They be like, "Fuck you! It's growing. It's getting better." It's oh like, my it's god! <laughs> it's like no, but I agree. That person who's writing that, like, they're not trying to help the person. They're no. going, "You must have made a mistake." That's yeah, probably yeah. They probably think and, you must have made a mistake, or they're like, or you're just getting over by posting the same. Like you're not. Either way, they're criticizing, right? Right, but I, I, I actually, you know, there's a point where it's like your parents' That's questions. That's inside baseball. But, it's, but your parents' questions aren't always stupid. Parent questions, <laughs> like that's a parent question. Didn't you post this a month ago? And then you go, well, no, you know, maybe my, some of my audience didn't see it. And then but you they go, need to under, they want to understand also. And right, it's like that's an opportunity to tell somebody, like, hey, like, to me, I'm like, I look at it like this. Mm. We're Doing a thing. This is the uh, we we get on stage every night. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we say we work on jokes, mm -hmm. and I feel like all right. If this guy's posting every day, you're seeing it. This is like this is a, a peek behind. See, I disagree with that. You disagree I with that? I understand what you're saying. I think that's like like yo, you, you're seeing. You it have up. to, but you have to be open about that. Hey, I'm going to show you a joke how it gets better over the next two months. If you said yes. that, then that is that's, actually yeah, yeah, a thought sense. out. You're now you're it's doing a documentary. Yeah. But I think I think sometimes that's a process that you're showing the progress over time. Right, but yeah. if you don't admit to that, now you're being delusional. Because you're like, well, it didn't get the looks the first time because it was a bad day to post. Now it's getting the looks because I that you know, algorithm thing is like bizarre to me. Like it was like, okay, you got to post before two p.m. You got to post. Listen, we're all so going people, based off of things we heard, you know, it's in all the lunchroom. Yeah, basically. Let's get to the emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with Napoleon Emil. Go follow. So funny. You're not po you're posting stuff every now and again. Every now and again. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get better. <laughs> I listen, I gotta get better. I, I post sometimes I'll take a break. I'm like, maybe I'm doing too much. You know, it's again, I like to mix it up. I don't like to have just stand up. So I'm like, oh, there's a stand up clips, there's a maybe sketches. And there's a rumor podcast. that that's a bad thing to do too, and I'm the same way. Like what? I listen that they say. Mixing it up. You have to post it. That's why on TikTok, there's people that are like, I'm the, you know, I'm the gen, gen, you know, millennial joke guy. And you're like, that seems like a boring fucking life. Not even just boring. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's very boring life. Listen, you know what's not boring? DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. <laughs> Basketball is back and DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down just $5 on the NBA. Make things even more exciting with DraftKings parlays. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a short 
for a shot at making payday even better. I love DraftKings. I use it on football all the time. It's a fun thing to do with the game. I think you guys will enjoy it. If you like to bet on uh, basketball, this is a great opportunity to get bonus bets. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code JTRAIN. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code JTRAIN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's get to the emails. You ready? Yeah. at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Morning breath misery. I can go a lot of ways. (laughs) Jared and esteemed guests. Love the show. I'm excited to watch the special. My boyfriend and I have been getting to, uh, have been together for about a year and a half. I hate morning breath and always have. My boyfriend doesn't usually brush his teeth in the morning. What? I've never dated a guy who does this. This is normal. No. No, I think you brush your teeth in the morning. That's like if you do it one time a day, that's the time. Right. You're if supposed you... to be doing it multiple, but I feel like if you do it once, it's usually in the morning, right? Right. I, I could understand maybe she's not seeing it, so she's making an assumption. See, I'm thinking like maybe... They sleep in the same bed. They sleep together. He wakes up, and he's like probably just engaging, talking, whatever, mm. without getting up to brush his teeth. Right. Maybe That's, he goes home from her apartment, doesn't have a toothbrush there, and he toothbrushes when he gets home. I the way she said this was like, he doesn't do it in the morning at all. That's crazy. Shortly after we decided to be exclusive, I addressed the situation with him. I tried to take a Jared approach to things by saying, look, it's not you. It's just that morning breath is a turnoff to me it's just something weird about me would you mind brushing your teeth in the morning when we stay together i think that's a reason i don't know if that's the jared freed method but i think that's a reasonable like hey i just i I really would like it's a simple request right he agreed didn't seem offended now he brushes and uses mouthwash in the morning Okay. okay. However, this hasn't really solved the issue. His breath still smells. I have a theory that it's because he doesn't brush his tongue, but it feels weird to dictate his oral hygiene routine. Who knows? Maybe my... He says he brushes and uses mouthwash and it still stinks? Yeah, there's something off here. Yeah, that's like a bad... Well, it could be. Maybe my breath still smells after brushing too. I think it's also on your mind. I think there's like... Listen, I'm not like here to be like, you crazy, but like... If he's brushing his teeth and using mouthwash... And then you're like, well, maybe he isn't brushing his tongue. It's either he's got something inside, like you just yeah, said. Like maybe something's rotten inside. Something's rotten. He's got to see a doctor. Maybe there's something, you know, talk to a dentist. Hey, I've like a, like, a, like, a, like a bad tooth. Right, something. Yeah. Go to the dentist. I mean, or it's you're hung up on it. It's one of the two. Because I do understand where you go, I've had smelled bad breath from someone. And now they're a bad breath guy. If he's not brushing his teeth in the morning, it's probably a bad tooth. <laughs> right. My question is, do you think there's a way to bring this up without hurting his feelings, or do I need to just take the L and move on? She's going to move on from the guy. I know this is a uh, a weird thing to be hung up on. I don't think it's weird. No. I think it's like, I think it's normal to have these like 
these things that you attach to with people. And I also think it's normal to have a bad tooth. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know, but I can't These get over fixable it. fixable problems. Right. His yeah. hygiene in every other regard is impeccable. I don't believe that. I don't believe you don't brush your teeth in the morning and you're impeccable. That's a weird, that's a weird, not, I don't brush my teeth in the morning, but everything else is like pristine. Right, no. She signs off by saying, every breath you take, I'll be hating you. Good sign off. Um, what do you think she does? How do you bring this up? I don't think this is like end the relationship. I do think it's a discussion. Like, and I think you have to reference when you set, like, you have to be like, hey, I'm back on the tooth thing. I'm, I'm back on the brushing thing. I know I'm being, what do you think? I think if you say it like that, that can be annoying. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you have, if, if, is that a deal breaker? That's what I'm like trying to figure out. Is that like a deal breaker for her? Like, she's like, I, obviously she has an issue with it. Do you, do you, do you have a problem with morning breath? I'm okay. Like I could have morning sex without everyone going to the bathroom to brush their teeth. It's yeah. not like I'm like I've had I think morning sex. The purpose, right? The, the purpose of morning sex is a little messy, a little yeah, to little, go, yeah. You wake little, up and go at it, right? And it's like yeah, there's like inhibition, so yeah. to speak. So and I do think, yeah, I'm never the person that's like morning sex. Okay, toothbrush time, and then we'll come back. Like that does defeat the purpose of the morning sexual yeah. routine. I would say Not spontaneous enough. I do understand being like, "Hey, if you see that someone doesn't brush their teeth in the morning, I can understand being turned off." Yeah, just if by the, how they live. Do it, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm still trying to figure out uh, how old this guy is and how long he hasn't been brushing <laughs> his teeth in the morning. Well, that's the. I think you're right. Like, like if that's we're to be a detective, yeah. we would go, "Okay, doesn't brush his teeth in the morning. Now he brushes, still smells. Something's wrong." with his dental program. He is troubleshooting, right? Right. You're brushing your teeth, all right? That's not the problem. Something else is the problem. Maybe you say to him, how does she say this in a not... He, let, let's say, okay. Because the brushing the tongue thing is valid, but if you're using mouthwash, that should wipe right. that issue out. I, I will say this. I will be vulnerable here. I'm a recent flosser. Never flossed. No. I, growing up, I would never floss. Now, every time. You use time. the string floss or you use the pick? The string. Okay. And now I'm doing it every day, and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't do it before. Ooh. Like, now I'm getting shit out that I go, how did I live any other way? So I think this guy, right, you, like, I, I'm like, didn't Hold I eat that three screen. years ago? <laughs> right. Like So, like, I think maybe, like, he needs a little bit of a, like, uh, look in the mirror. I think, like, he needs sometimes to go to the dentist. We, sometimes we're like. Sometimes we're in, we're kind of like trash until like we get a girlfriend, until we get somebody right. else to come in and tell like, hey, <laughs> you need to do this, stop doing this. Like that's always been useful. Sometimes I realize I'm living wrong. Right. And like a, I'll, I'll meet a girl and I'll be like, yeah, I guess I don't have to do that or I can stop or I can right. like add this to like my that's routine. That's a very male thing yeah. where it's like I'm living wrong. I, I think here's what she has to do. Hey. I don't think it's living wrong, but you're not really dateable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm living like a child. Yeah, basically. And not brushing your teeth in the morning is a childlike way to live. Yeah, that's like you treat him like it's a chore. And here's the thing. Here's the beautiful part. He was unoffended the first time you brought it up. Okay, so now you know he's not really that offended by Easy it. Easy going. I like it. Easy him. going. So you go, hey, I listen, I'm still smelling something. Have you gone to the dentist? When's the last time you went to the dentist? Say that. When's the last time you went? He might look at you and go, six years. And you'd be like, are you out of your fucking mind? You got to go to the dentist every yeah, year. hit that dentist. Right. So if he says, 
I went two days ago. Okay, now maybe it's a hang-up for you. That'd be what? But that, I, I think it's unlikely. But would, how, would you be offended if someone was like, when's the last time you went to the dentist? No, I don't, not like seriously offended. I'd be like, the fuck? Like jokingly right. offended. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you go, what the fuck? And then you'd be like, and then you, if someone said to me, what the fuck? I'd be like, well, we had a discussion about you brushing your teeth. <laughs> we, I'm like, who's the we? <laughs> right, well, I'd be like, you, we, I have to assume. I'd be like, who are you talking about my teeth to? Who are you <laughs> right. talking about my routine No, you with? and I, because she had this discussion already. Yeah. So she can go, when's the last time you went to the dentist? And he can go, Why? what the fuck? And you'd be like, well, well, you seemingly didn't see it weird that you weren't brushing your teeth. Now you're brushing your teeth, and it's still a little bit of funky. I like that he's doing it to uh, please her, I guess. He should be doing it for himself. Right. But. Sometimes you need a woman to go to double back and be like, "Listen, thank you for brushing your teeth. I love. I'll see the effort you're making. Right, right. Acknowledge that he's that he's you know doing that, but then go behind it. But there's still something back there. You got to get like a tooth check. Right. Like I think there might be something rotted back there. Here's the word that seems Here's almost the, like you're helpful. Like you're right. like concerned. It's Here's the like, phrase. It, 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 yeah, help me help you get yeah, better. Yeah, better. It's like breath. concern. It's like yeah. Here's the phrase used. There's something funky. Something funky is fun. <laughs> But also a directive. Something funky going on in there. Something, right. And then do that twirl with the finger. Yeah, something in there. Funky. Something funky in there. Fix and it. now it's like, <laughs> right. And there's a difference between, and it's funny, in her email, she's like, should I just like leave him? It's like, well, do you like him? You like him otherwise? Then work with him. If you if you if if this is an excuse to get out, then get out. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with napoleon emile go follow go get involved napoleon's fucking go hilarious. laugh go laugh at some shit go laugh at some shit insecurity about threesomes ever had a threesome yeah yeah insecurity about a me no this is the title of the email <laughs> <laughs> am i insecure about threesomes? no i uh <laughs> Hi, Jared, Shelby, and guest. Uh, thanks for doing the Lord's work and letting me put my brand on the shelf every week, jumping right in. I'm looking for advice because I feel insecure about when my boyfriend asked me to have a threesome. That's different. Insecurity about threesomes, it's funny. Like, you go, oh, That's okay. a different position than I was thinking of it from. Right. Yeah. My boyfriend keeps asking. It's like, okay, enough. Um, I'm a bi girl, and back in 2023, April 2023, I asked him to have a threesome. Okay. She opened up the can of worms. Right. It was the first time for either of us to have a threesome. When I asked, I assured him I wasn't asking because he's not enough or I'm bored of our sex life, but that it sounded like a fun thing for us to do. He seemed to appreciate what I said, but he told me he wasn't feeling insecure about me asking and that he was excited about uh, excited but also nervous. I think that's a good perspective. Excited yeah. but also nervous. I understand that completely. Yeah. We had, we had the threesome with another girl and both loved it and, de and debriefed after about how fun it was for us. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what the nerves are for, though. Fast forward a few months to now, and he brought up having a threesome again. Okay. It's interesting that, okay, uh, my gut reaction was insecurity. I've told him I feel insecure and asked for reassurance, which he willingly gave me. I'm not sure where the insecurity is coming from because I love the last threesome and still fantasize about seeing him with her, seeing him and her together. I go to therapy weekly so I could unpack it with my therapist, but I guess I'm just hoping you can offer me a non-therapy response here. Thanks in advance. A horny but insecure bi girl. What do you think? Well, interesting. Interesting, nonetheless, but I think it's funny because she asked him. Mm-hmm. 
and she she wanted she reassured him in a way mm-hmm. like, hey, but then when the question comes in reverse, right, she feels the weight of that that question differently, the way she didn't want him to feel, right. And it's like, and listen. It seems like he reassured her that, hey, it's nothing. Right. And it seems like she's thought about it, and it's not a thing, but where's the insecurity at? Right. I, it's so funny. It's like when people say, I want, you know, sex workers should be paid, porn stars should be paid. And then the boyfriend's like, okay, I got an OnlyFans account. I, I subscribe to this OnlyFans of this person who has a thousand followers on Instagram. And then it's different. Nah, Shit's nah, changed. Nah, yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like this is the like same thing. Because we like things in theory. We right. like it in theory. We don't like it at home. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, I believe this, 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 but I don't want to do this. And, I don't want to be a part. Right. She doesn't trust that he can compartmentalize the way she can. Wow, that's rude. Well, it's rude, but she has to trust. Or she has to go, this isn't the world for me. You know, like, you know, I guess if, if I were her, she has to admit that I she wants like, to initiate. Right. I will, I'm up for threesomes with you when it's me initiating. When you initiate, it feels like, and that isn't fair, but that's no. the, that's gotta, gotta be her rules. Fair, you know, the idea of fairness is stupid. Nothing's ever no, fair. No, nothing's fair. So if you're like, these are my terms for threesomes, I enjoy them. I enjoy bringing them to you. That's kind of the power dynamic I'm looking for in this sexual relationship. When you bring it to me, I'm not saying this is fair or right or a good way to go, but I feel I, I like she has a right to feel weird. Like I yeah. like that she this email is very thoughtful. Yeah. It because is. and I do understand where she's feeling weird, but she's also feeling weird because she's like, I know I am not being fair to him. You think the weirdness is because she doesn't want him like uh thinking about some other woman? Like this other woman, right? I, I guess would that's, it be well, the same? Would it be the same woman they would be bringing in from the first time? <clears throat> I don't know. And well, that that would be, and that's understandable. Everything yeah. she's saying is so understandable. Also, because of the genders, like it's like when she says, "I'd like to bring a woman in," and he's like, "I'd like to bring a woman in." It's different. I had to let that unfold because when you started with like I'm feeling insecure, there's like the woman, my boyfriend keeps asking, and I'm like, "Okay, I can see that." But then it right. was like, "Well, I asked a few months back." And we did this, right? So it was like letting that on, like letting that all happen. I'm listening. I'm like, I get, I get it. I don't always agree, but I get the insecurity, right? But I mean, what is what is what it? Where is she at now with it mentally? She's like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Is that where she's at? Well, I, it doesn't even seem like that's even the question. I, I I think it's more like, I think she's more top level, being like, why do I feel this? Way? Why do I feel this way? And I can understand. For him to bring up a woman, he's only attracted to women as we know it in this email. He's not bi. So he's yeah. like, it to her, this other person is like more a kink. To him, it could be, I'm into her. You know? You gotta and ask those questions. Gotta ask those questions. Yeah, and yeah. here's here's the other thing. I, the thing I'll say to her is, you don't owe him. No. I think that's the most important thing. You can have your own rules with your sexual endeavors as long as someone agrees to those things that's the contract that was made yeah you know it's like when they like this is going to be a really tough one for me because i only know this half truths okay but like the nfl is awarded certain 
liberties because they have a deal with their players association. Yeah. So like they can say, so the, I'm bringing up the NFL because I just remember this where it's like they wouldn't allow Maurice Claret to play before he was 21 years old or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then Maurice Claret, Claret like challenged it because he wanted to play before yeah. you were allowed. And I think it didn't go through because I think, and I'm not positive of this, they were like, well, there's a player's agreement. They have their own negotiated. Uh, yeah, it's like already like in the book, like, because they've, they've gone back and forth, kind of like the NBA. When it right. comes to like how old you can. So with NFL, I guess because it's more of a contact sport, they probably felt that way. Like you got to be they're, of a certain age. Right, and they're allowed to have their own agreement with contract within their world yeah. that's not really like affected by the government's reign, yeah. uh, what the government can put on you. So this is kind of in the similar thing where it's like, as long as you agree to a contractual agreement with someone over what your tastes are, it's okay to be like, hey, I like threesomes with you. I don't like when you bring me the woman. You know what I mean? This is why sexual, you know. He should know not to nag about something like that, though, as a dude. You can't be sitting there like, hey, we right. should do a threesome. We should, like. Right, he's got to know, like, like, hey. You got to let her come up with the idea. But it's like, it, you know, it's like um, when someone, um, I'm trying to think of the example, but it's like, it's like, it's it's. I just think she has to be okay with, like, this is the way it works. It's like when someone has an open relationship. Those people yeah. in open relationships have the most communicative, rule-based. They have all these rules. When they really do it, yeah. that's why like when people talk about open relationships, I just don't trust it. I don't think people are that yeah. generally as communicative as someone who's really doing it. So for her, they always have these rules within it. And whether they're right or wrong or fair, those are just the rules of the makeup of this relationship. I think she has to go to him and go, this makes me uncomfortable. I know it's not like reasonable you know because i've come to you with this yeah. you know i think there's a way i think she has to be okay with that yeah but he also has to be i don't know i feel like sometimes you just have to like just know like right he's gonna be intuitive to yeah, like you gotta, hey you're you, bothering her yeah you got well it's like it's like you gotta know that like all right if i'm if i'm it's like role reversal right mm. she asked for something or she wants to initiate something like yeah that's good you start to do it it may not be that way, and the worst way to respond to that is be like, "That's not fair," because that right. be, that creates that energy. Well, that's that's how you know you're not dealing with a boyfriend who's like equipped to do what you're yeah. looking to do. And, and here's the thing: or just it, not equipped to deal with like uh, any hiccups or any like right. you know, what I'm saying just it could be anything, not a threesome. It could totally. be anything. Like, like that, oh, that's, that's not, not fair, fair. Is not a good. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other thing. Here's what she can do. Hey, let me just tell you how I'm feeling right now. We had a threesome. Now you're asking to like have another one with another woman. I feel a little bit weird, and I know that's un might seem unreasonable. But if the roles were all reversed and we had a threesome with another, you know, if I asked for another guy, or if you asked for said you want to have a threesome with another guy, we had a threesome with another guy, and then two weeks later I'm like, hey, let's bring that guy back. I'm sure you can understand where you might feel uncomfortable. Exactly. And don't yeah. say like you would feel uncomfortable. Just say, I'm sure you could understand how I would feel uncomfortable or how you would. And I think play it out that way. He got to let her initiate that. I would say, I mean, because it's not him asking the question, so it's, I guess it's her, but mm. I would definitely say like in those situations, like you can do your part as a male, as the man to like try to facilitate, but you can't like 
bring it up. Right. Well, he's an idiot. I mean, yeah. like he's not realizing. Like, like he's an idiot for getting himself in trouble yeah. here. Like he could have just said nothing and waited for the next time she was like looking to do that again. But he got a little. He got you know got into it. He liked it. Yeah. Which is okay too. Him well, liking it is not again. And this is the other thing for her. Of course he's going to like it. Yeah, him, <laughs> him liking it is not is not necessarily him falling in love with this other woman. No. And and she we operate, and, and we I think operate she knows differently. That. Jay Tramp. But I think I think you know she's probably a little bit like like she obviously she she loves this dude. It right. seems like, and I feel like there may be a little bit of a territorial dis with him. Absolutely. Her insecurity is totally valid. Like it's like, and her surprise at the insecurity is also valid. I yeah, can understand. You were like, both of them. Yeah. right. And she's like, you don't know it until you feel it. Yeah. And that's what you, now you felt it. Now you have to recommunicate and now go sit in hit. bed thinking about it. Yeah. Right. Now you have to go, okay, I felt this way. I'm not mad at you. I just need to let you know and how and see how they addressing respond to it. your feelings. Addressing it, you right. gotta address it. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up to J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Napoleon Emil. Go follow at Napoleon Emil. So funny. You're going to love him. Boyfriend has no life. Wait, is this a different one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jared, an esteemed guest. Uh, feather, feather, and huge congrats on the Netflix special. I'll get right to it. My boyfriend and I, both mid thirties, have been together for two years. By and large, the relationship is wonderful. However, he doesn't have any sort of life outside of our relationship. That's a turn off. I can understand that. Does he have a job? His friends are married with kids and don't live nearby. He has a remote job he doesn't care about. And he has absolutely zero hobbies, interests, or activities outside of watching TV and going to the gym, which we do together. That's a lot. I, on the other hand, have a career I love, a side job that keeps me busy, intramural teams, hobbies, a regular volunteer gig. I mean, you guys couldn't be more opposite. And tons of friends who are very social and always making plans. I include him on a lot. I include him on a lot. But when I bring up him finding his own activities outside of our relationship, he gets mad. I've suggested how he should spend his free time and says he's perfectly happy with his life. When I bring up having independence, he says he doesn't want any life outside of us and only wants a life to together those are different things it's endearing uh, it, but it, like the idea of like do you have hobbies and i don't want no relationships outside of us but that's what i, I mean i'm very confused i'm like how they even meet if that's how he right. operates i love being independent and i believe he allows me to be but he's always just sitting at home waiting for me to get back that's the one thing it's like we talk about the people pleasing like yeah. some people can just go out and be like, yeah, they're at home, they're doing nothing. I would feel you the think same he's, way. You think he's a, a, a people pleaser? I think she is. I think there's an element I can understand where it's like I go do my thing and then I come home and he's like, hey, and I'm like, what'd you do today? And he's like, nothing. And it's like now it's all on her to have the stories, the conversation, the the what are we doing tonight? The she's always driving, and that would be annoying because it's like that is annoying. Sometimes you just want the person to go. Hey, what'd you do today? And they're like, I got this, this, and that. I got dinner with friends tonight. You, you want, want to a be relationship. You want to be exciting. There'll be a little something to talk about, like right. other things. So if you're not doing anything, then there's nothing she needs to ask you about because she knows where you are. Right. She knows what you're doing and what you're not doing all the time. Right. This would turn me off because I <laughs> because I want to be in a relationship where I never feel like someone's going, yeah, I'll just go whenever you're ready to go. And it's like, I want them to be like, I got things going on. Here's like, I, I don't know that I, I understand. So is this simply not the match or should I find ways to get over this incompatibility and accept it? Thanks for your help. 
What do you think, Napoleon? I think she's very concerned on what, what he does and doesn't do, right? Like, like I think that that's a weird thing, not like work mm. and then my girlfriend, right? right. That's, weird. that's a weird, you got to have something for yourself mentally. But Right, but you have to, he's saying, I don't need anything. Like, to me, I, I, I understand someone, I can understand from her end why this would feel like a burden. I... That's because she don't need to, to put on. She's putting that on herself, though. Right. I've done that. I yeah. like. I listen. I've been in relationships where I'm like, you go. So they go. Well, what's the plan this weekend? And I'm like, well, I got shows here, and then I got this, and then I got that, and then I'm like, that's what's going on with you. And they're like, nothing. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Now I feel like I didn't give them. Any thought? What do you feel like you have to do when they when they like when they're like that? You feel like you have to include them in your in your in what, everything you're doing now? Like, come with me. Come. I I I guess I do feel that way. Some I would hate some, that, right? And it doesn't feel great. But <laughs> even though I that. shouldn't, I can't be like, well, I guess I'll see you Sunday. Do you know? What I, mean? I don't know. You could do. I I don't know. I I understand the burden. Well, I'll always be like, all right, I'm gonna be running around. I'll 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 check in with you. I'll hit you up. I'll we'll communicate. That I think is fine. I think uh, it's fine, but I, you know, I'm wondering because they're two years in. You know, when you're two years in, you want to have the person. You're a team. Two years in, I feel like once you hit two to three years, the excitement or the way you see each other changes. It shifts, mm -hmm. right? And then you start to like be domestic and regular and have a schedule. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe she doesn't like that part of the relationship. Don't you think at two years in, and I agree with what you're saying, the excitement is created by the, the oh, I guess we'll see each other here because you got stuff and I got stuff. And I get, to me, there's no... Well, you have to miss the person. And if this guy works remotely, he doesn't go anywhere... She sees him too often. She don't. She doesn't. She doesn't get a chance to miss him. I agree. Or she doesn't miss him, and there's nothing, nothing that's like engaging coming from him. Right. It's outside of like she knows everything else that, that's going on. Right. There's no air of mystery. And he gets offended when she's like, "Why don't you do other things?" Because he's like, "I don't need these other things." And it's like, "No, no, yeah, no." He's sitting there saying, "I'm a simple kind of guy. I don't need right. all these things." And what she's missing the point on is I need you to have these other things because I need to miss He's you. Also, they're both missing the point. Right. <laughs> well, so I think this is, to me, this is like, it's okay to be turned off. This isn't your match. This is two years in and you're going, this is life together. But she's also saying we're in our mid-30s, so I know she doesn't want to just sure. waste, that, waste those two years or feel like she did. Well, maybe, I think what you said is so important. You need to miss each other. Yeah. And when you're this available... I, I, it's hard for me to get jazzed up to hang out. Yeah. I, I understand this. Like, I, I, like her point of view on this, I'm like, I feel her. You know what I mean? Like, you go, oh, yeah, this is. It's like eating the same thing every day. You can't do that. Right. And, and, and it's like, and then there's no effort from the restaurant to give you something new. Yeah. Just all imagination so like, gone. Right. So it's like, I'm not saying break up right away. Maybe I am a little bit, but I, I think also, like, you have to let him know. Break that up right away, but don't drag it. Right. right. But you have to let him know, I'm turned off. That's It's not, I want you to do more. It's, I don't really, like, I. She's not stimulated. 
by his lifestyle. Right. She's not. She's she, she, she's definitely growing bored. And, you know, there's a, a, probably a little bit concerned that, you know, he doesn't do anything else. So now she probably feels like, well, if I leave him, that's most of his life. Right. Well, then <laughs> that and you really. That's too much pressure to put on yourself. Also, here's the other thing. She feels like she's turning someone good away. She's like, this isn't, she's actually thinking this isn't a good enough reason for me to end a relationship. But it's like, your excitement is a good enough reason. I mean, yeah, good, boring, all of these, I mean. Right. No one wants to say this person's boring. <laughs> like I mean, that's, that's basically what she's saying. That's what she's saying. But like, you sound like a piece of shit. She's like, look at all the things I got going on. And it's like, yeah, you want to be stimulated. This isn't stimulating. All every the way you live your life is for stimulation. You're in groups and careers and side jobs and you know you're doing you know intramurals. Like you, you're she's attracted busy. to busyness. So yeah. you, it's weird that you're with someone that doesn't want to be busy at all. That's what I'm saying. Like that was I was asking. Like how did they meet in the first place? Right, right. Like Jay- how did they come up on each other? Like was it a I can't imagine it because he obviously doesn't do anything. Right, like, she said he works out though, right? Also, they work out. They yeah, work but out together. working out together even is more boring because it's like you can't even come back and be like, "Who'd you see at the gym today?" You're seeing the same thing. You so, ever worked out with a girl or the someone you were dating? I've probably done it once. I there's nothing in it for me. I would be too annoyed. I don't think. Have I've, you? During the during the quarantine, I did. And what was that like? I mean, it was just situational. We wasn't going to go to a gym. I'm always like, why would we do this? I was trying to do, uh, be more of a, yeah, I'll try this thing. I'll do yoga with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. that type of shit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've never done that before. That, and, you know, I feel like that stuff, like pe- couples do that. Pe- couples do work out together. Right. But they to have, try to encourage to, each other. To me, of. you have to like really be into it to make it a fun thing for both of you. Like they have to be like. Also, just are we working on the same things? Right. Working out. Like, what are, what are we? What are, what are your goals in the gym today? Again, that's the thing. It's like your goals are my goals. That's what excitement is that conversation? I'm doing chest today. What are you doing? Whatever you know what you're doing. Well, that's the thing. That's a that's a metaphor for this whole relationship. We go to the gym together. Okay, what are you doing at the gym? Whatever you're doing, and it's like. I, mean, with, I guess I don't this, have to talk to you. Working There's, out with this girl and her picking, she's gonna he's gonna have some good glutes at the end of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Napoleon Emil. Go follow. Just friends. Dear Jared, thank you for all the great content. Your new special is hilarious. Thank you. I'm hoping for some guidance on how to let a friend know that I'm not interested in anything romantic. We used to work in the same office for about five years in different divisions of the company. About two years ago, I moved to another city, and I'm now out of work and looking for a new job. A month ago, I visited the prior city and met this friend for drinks and dinner, in part hoping to see if he might help me find a position in his division. He seemed awkward, uncomfortable, answering my questions, so we changed the subject. At the end of the dinner, he grabbed my hand and said, you know this is a date, right? Oy. We never and we, and we've never been just friends. Don't speak in we. What does she mean by that? She says, at the end of the dinner, he grabbed my hand and said, "You know, this is a date, right? And we've never been just friends." With a bit of a he girlfriend or f off sentiment, he said that to he her. He says we've never been just friends. Okay, I was making sure who says that part. Well, well he's already delusional. It's yeah. I've never seen you as just a friend. 
When you say Basically, yeah. we've never been just friends, what are you talking for me for? No, like, we've been just friends. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I've been just friends to you. Of course I could tell early on that he was interested in me. And over the years I had thought, should I try to date him? Because logically we would make sense as a couple. But I always came to the same conclusion that I just didn't feel it. That's okay. Yeah. Think, yeah. After that dinner, he put his arm around me. And my mind was like, no. I said that I would think about things. I don't like, here's the thing. A lot of this sounds like it's out of a movie about a high school bully. Like, like, you know, we've never been friends. You know, it's like, it's, I don't like the vibe of this. Was he this assertive when she lived there? Like, that's the thing. It's right. Like, it's like she left and now he has this, then she hits him up and he's like up about it. Right. I'm sure there was an, uh, uh, like most people. You work with someone, there's a flirt, flirtation, as she said. Of course, I could tell early on he was interested in me. Yeah. Then you come, you go away, you come back. I get this call, you go, oh, maybe they thought of me in that way. I can understand that. Yeah. What I don't understand is being on a dinner with someone and then going, you know, we've never been just friends. And then put your arm around someone. It's just a little too assertive. Yeah, you got, there's, there's many steps he skipped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I now feel bad that I've been stringing him along this whole time. Though that was never my intent. Ah, I'd give yourself a little bit more credit. He has lots of female friends, and I had hoped I was one of them. I have seriously considered being more, but since that dinner, it's clear to me that I'm just not attracted in that way and need to communicate something to that effect. I would, agree, uh, I would greatly appreciate your thoughts on how to let him know. Do I text or call, and what should I say? A friend advised me that I should make it about the distance or that I'm seeing someone. I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't think, it, I don't think it's... You shouldn't have to make up something. No, 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 no. And... People, the guy who puts his arm around you is also the guy who's not going to see that, hey, we live too far away from each other is a reason that is a excuse to not, yeah. you know, get together. Um, but I worry that it leaves it too open and would prefer more finality than that. But I also don't want to hurt his feelings. I'm willing to accept that this could end the friendship as I feel awkward now anyways. But should I try to salvage the friendship or is he always going to want more? What do you think? Um... Obviously, he likes her. Obviously, he he made a move. Um, she doesn't live there. She's looking for she's looking for his help in a job, but you shouldn't she shouldn't go that route at this point. No. Now that she knows that, now that that's happened, pick another avenue. Right. Well, that's, um, this is very simple. Yeah, you're totally right. This ain't the help for work. That's over. You tried yeah. that. Yeah, that's not the avenue. Not the avenue. <laughs> This, we are two dudes sitting here going, this big dog want to eat. Yeah. We can feel it in this yeah. email. You need to stick the knife through the heart with some, with a dude who thinks you may have been attracted to him. You just got, and she wants finality. Here's all you do. Hey, I just want to address the dinner we had the other night. That's it. Hey, just want to address the dinner we had the other night. How do you think that should be done? Text. text text okay you don't you, you don't this guy no. doesn't no you don't deserve your call you don't see him again. no you don't see him again hey i just want to address the dinner we had the other night it was great catching up but i don't feel a romantic vibe for this situation i hope you can understand i i hope you can understand and and leave it at that done yeah i just want to make sure that we're on the same you could say hey i just want to make sure we're on the same page it was nice to see the other night. I know you mentioned us getting together in a more romantic way. That's not where I stand with you. 
I'll understand that we should probably take a little bit of room from each other. Good luck with everything. I think that's probably the best way to go about it is to text this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, be upfront. You know, uh, obviously, it doesn't seem like she wants to be mean to this person. So, no. Yeah. His feelings are going to get hurt. That's yeah. not your problem. Yeah, that's that. he'll get over it. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he'll live. But you want to, I honestly am like, uh, when it comes to things like that, I'm like, keep it short. Right. To the point. Not in a rude way, not in a, you know, but like you have to be like, hey, look, I enjoyed seeing you. Uh, it was good to catch up, but I do not. How about this? Great to see you. Good to catch up. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. And this is my line. I think it's a great line. There's no way around it. This is not a romantic match for me. Yeah, that's perfect. Boom. That's perfect. Wish you all the best. And then you stop texting. If they come back to you with work stuff, uh-uh. They're doing that to try and get through this Mm-mm. awkwardness. You don't owe them that, right? No, you don't. I feel like, I mean, you don't owe them You don't owe them a response or a text saying that, If you, honestly. But, you know, that's a nice thing to do. Right, but also they're at, you're doing this for yourself. It's not for them. Yeah. They want a fina- uh, finality. Is that even a word? Finality? I'm looking up. They want <laughs> finalization. You will get it from this. Finality? Yeah, Shelby says it's a word. We'll go with them. All right. We got time for one more? Let's do one more. You've been awesome. <laughs> Shelby, the chill man behind the curtain. That's He's it. like, JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, I got two different ones. I'll give you the choice. All right, let's hear the titles. Different spending habits. Friendship question Is it weird that my friend won't tell me anything? I want to hear that one. Okay, let's That one it. got a face out of me. So Yeah, it one. did get a face. Friendship question. Is it weird that my friend won't tell me anything? Jared, congratulations on the Netflix special. I came from Toronto to the taping. It was amazing. Thank you so much. I've been best friends with my friend, we'll call her Lucy, for 10 years. I've never felt like we weren't super open and honest with each other until now. About eight months ago, Lucy texted me saying she was so upset she was staying in bed, crying and not being able to go to work for that whole week. I was obviously concerned and asked for what was wrong. What I what can I do to help, etc.? And she said, thanks, but she will be okay. She doesn't want to tell anyone what happened. Hey. Over the next few months, she still seemed upset off and on and had kind of removed herself from everything social. Well, something happened, and we have to believe that it might be somewhat severe. Yeah. To remove yourself from social situations, to have this linger with you. Or be laying in bed for a week. And and to be a different person than you were before. And also, we don't know how severe this thing, maybe it's something that's like embarrassing. We don't know. You know. Yeah. That could be, that, yeah. She had mentioned starting therapy, so I felt like, okay, whatever is going on, hopefully she is getting support or advice from someone. Six months later, I was at her house having dinner when she got a text message that caused her to break into tears and cried off uh, cried off and on throughout the entire night. Again, I tried to console her and ask what I can do, but she wouldn't tell me what it was about. This is bad. Uh, she told me she quit therapy because she wouldn't even tell the therapist what was going on, so it was pointless. Oh, this is something she's embarrassed about. Yeah, Maybe. she has told me everything that happens in her life up until now. Family drama, relationship issues, etc. It doesn't matter what it is, really. The problem for me is that it's this is like a huge elephant in the room at all times. I don't understand why she even let me in 
let me in that there's something seemingly huge going on with her, but she won't give me any info. Listen, this sounds like a therapist would like have like a word for this or like. Well, if anything, this seems very taxing. Right. Taxing without any like, you can't pull that type of resource for somebody and then be like, I'm not telling you what's going on. Right. But you also can't be like, you need to tell me what's going on. Right. That's the, and again, I'm sure we are not professionals in any sense of the form. No. But I'm sure (laughs) a professional would look at this and go, they've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. You know, like this is something people have probably seen because it feels very like, hey, I got something horrible that happened. I can't tell you anything more. And it's like, it, I'm sure this happens a lot. She is wants it? the tea, obviously. I mean, I do too. I feel bad. But also, if it's your friend, if it's your friend, well, you they, go... What would a professional say to that? Though? They will tell you, like, be be there for them. Right. She wouldn't even give a category, like boyfriend, family, or work, etc. cetera. Uh, I asked if her if anyone else knows that can support her, and she said no. Not even her sister that she's super close to. This weekend, she sent me another really cagey text to say she's doing terrible, devastated, upset, etc. But again, won't tell me a single detail and said, I hope you are not mad that I'm not sharing anything. Well, here's now she's in the territory where you're affecting. She's very aware that she's not telling her either. That's the thing. There is a point where you go, I hope you're getting all the help you need. I know you don't want to let me in. I'm here when you need me. But when she's sending you these texts... That's what I'm saying. That's very taxing stuff. You're affecting my mental health. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I would... And you have a right, too, in this relationship. It's a two-way street. Yeah, they've been friends for a while. Truthfully, at this point, I am getting kind of mad. I feel like I can't tell her this because she's already upset with whatever issue uh, her issue is. But isn't it weird to repeatedly let someone know how upset you are with never telling them why? Yes, it is weird. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? It seems like she's reaching out for a friend, but how much can I help with zero info? I'm questioning how close our friendship is. Uh, I I don't know. I know that's a, to me, that's a side road that you've chosen to not, to like get mad at about something else. Yeah. This friend's problem can be real. And also you can be affected by how they're treating you because of their problem. Two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. The idea that like, well, maybe this friendship isn't enough. That's a way of like having an argument with them without really arguing about the hard thing. You think that's a bratty thing? Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's like that's a side. You're you're you're, you're trying to find yourself. a right. She's making it about herself a little bit, right? A little I, too much. I would make it about myself. In you are yeah, doing this to me. Yeah. If you go, like I friend, said, it's, it's very taxing to be like, hey, I'm having a I'm having a bad time because it's heavy on the other person because they're like, all right, I want to be there for you, but then the fact that they're like, I'm not going to tell you what's going on, and this is something that's been going on for like months. Also, let's say trigger warning. Let's say this person harms himself they're putting you in a position to be like the 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 you know to feel the guilt of why yeah. they harm themselves yeah well if they don't let you in i mean yeah you know, i mean if right. it's a friend you're gonna feel bad right regardless. so this is the that's the thing where it's like you've now put me in a position that's to, probably where she's at already absolutely like, like not her harming herself but feeling like oh i don't want this to happen so i am yeah i'm here for you right because now you've made it delicate like you, you're worried that you 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 do something. You, also, you don't even know what subjects to avoid. Yeah. Like you don't even know what. So that's 
She's I'm creating eggshells around herself, her friend. Right. Hanging out with her feels awkward because we both don't, we both know there's a huge secret in the room. What should I do? Do I keep trying or just leave it alone and potentially never know what's going on? Am I selfish for being kind of annoyed by this? Thanks for your advice. Canada loves you. I think you're not selfish at all. And that's this feels selfish because it's like you want to know and it's not because you're nosy. No, but you've seen and, it affect her. She's seen it affect her friend. Right, you so want to know because yeah. you want your friend to feel better. You also want to know so you can make sure that you do the best things to help her get help. Well, I feel like she probably wants to help her herself also. So she's like, if I don't know, I really can't. I could can just rub and, I could, all, you, all you can do at that point is like rub someone's back. Right, but also I would understand where she's like, I don't want to get mad at her. Yeah. Where she now secludes herself even more than she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I would say to this person. I think you should consult your own therapist. I think you go to your own professional and say, because this is your mental health issue now. That, yeah. Now you have to own this. Like, I feel horrible because my friend, again, is going through something and has kind of made me like a side piece to this something. Right? Yeah, well, now I'm curious. I'm like, what could, I'm like, what would right. be a thing that I wouldn't want to tell someone that would be like ailing me? Either. At this point, if I were her, I'd be like, it better be horrific. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, 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 I'm like, who's blackmailing your friend? Right. Like, because like, <laughs> if it's like, oh my God, I, I hooked up with some guy. You know, and it, and it was consensual and great, but or you know, he's I married, or and he's married. Say, yeah, if he's, I hooked up with a mar If it's I hooked up with a married guy, I'd be so mad at them. Because, that wouldn't be good enough not to tell her, right? Unless to make that, me feel unless horrific. that man was somebody that she knew as well, right? Unless it was her, her dad. husband, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> her dad, or whatever. It's like <laughs> right now she's made it into such a thing where it has to be so horrific. Yeah, she's building it up. I think I would go twofold. I would go to a professional. Here's what's going on in my life. Um, I don't know if you've dealt with this in your professional opinion. I would love to hear because I think this is enough for you to go to a professional on your own. Yeah. I, if she comes back to you, you can't say you're mad at her. I would just say you're affecting my mental health. I would let her know like what you're doing right now. I don't know what I can and cannot talk to you about. I don't know enough about your life. And what you're going through She's to be a that. good friend to you. And now it's making me feel guilty because I don't even know how to be a good friend to you. And I'm avoiding you. Yeah. When you're going through something that obviously needs some help. And thirdly, I want to let you know, nothing you say to me will make me not be your friend. There isn't one thing I could imagine that I wouldn't be there for you. Listen, I don't care how horrific. I don't care if you're going to jail. Okay. Yeah. I we will. We homies. We are. We're homies, and we're gonna get through this. Yeah. But what you're doing to me right now, it's it's pushing me away as a friend, and you're affecting my mental health. Yeah. I think that's what you say. Encourage them. Be like, at this point, I'm not asking you because I'm nosy. I'm asking you because I am hurting. That's definitely worth bringing up to a therapist. Like I would imagine for, for the one writing in. Right. To be yes. Like, yeah. This is because that is that does seem very taxing, to the point where this is going on for months. She doesn't know where to like not move or talk or like she don't know right. what's, what what could be 
what could be triggering for her friend. That's just a weird position to be also, in. Also, but the thing is, like, if you're going to jail, like, like in, in a worst case scenario, you're going to jail because of whatever happened. Maybe, you know, if you, or worst case scenario, you tell me something where I have to go to the police. Yeah. Like, let's say this person, let, let's invent a scenario. The friend goes, I killed a person. Okay. Okay. You go, and again, I'm, I'm speaking pretty frankly about this, but like, let's say this is the scenario. I killed a person. Okay. I need to go to the police to let them know. I will also be there for, for you in whatever way I can be as a friend. You're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. It might change our relationship, but that's the responsibility we take when we do actions we're not proud of. Yeah. That's that's fair, yeah. Right. Yeah. But like I think in this world of like cancel culture and all those things, which I don't even believe in. I think people live in fear of this like they're going to have to wear like the you know, the Scarlet the Scarlet A, a and, and, the, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. and they're going to be alone in an alley and no one's going to talk to them. Every what do they call like, like a leopard? What do you call A leopard, like, yeah, yeah. So like, I think that, I think that's the fear these days is like, oh my shame. God, the shame that I'm going to have nobody. It's like, you have to let them know. That's the internet world. That's it. People are going to talk shit. Hey. That's what I'm saying. She could be embarrassed on the thing that her friend may be like, that's where I draw a line. You're no longer my friend. That's yep. probably what she's, her friend is in fear of. Like right. her, ju- her judging her. For whatever the thing is. And you have to let them know so, that that's not true. I think the best thing to do is just to let them know, like, listen, I think first she has to make herself uh, okay with never, possibly never getting the, inf- the insight or the, the information, right? And then once you're okay with that, you could go to the person and be like, listen, whatever's going on, I get it. You don't want to share. No pressure on that. Right. You have to let you have that has to be said to the person first. They're like, I'm here to help in whatever ways I can, but I do want to let you know that this is weighing on me. Right. You have to let them know they are not. This isn't. Yeah. Are you mad at me? No, no, no. Like we're both we're both free. We're both in in this now. I just right. don't know why. Right. And it's hurting me. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Napoleon. Thank you oh, so much for coming fun. on. This was so much fun. Really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. At Napoleon Emil, go follow. So funny. I'm Jared Free. We're here every Monday. Keep sending your emails. Back next week. Boom.